Hello everyone, welcome to the episode 75 of Solid Saturday. The guest we have today, Michelle Cox, is the author of the multiple award-winning Henrita and Inspector Howard series, as well as Novel Notes of Local Lore, a weekly blog dedicated to Chicago's forgotten residents. She suspects she may have once lived in the 1930s and having yet to discover a handy time machine lying around has resorted to writing about the era as a way of getting herself back there. Coincidentally, her books have been praised by Kirkus, Library Journal, Publishers Weekly, Booklist, and many others. So she might be onto something. Unbeknownst to most, Michelle holds board games she doesn't have time to play and is, not surprisingly, addicted to period dramas and big band music, also Marmalade. So sounds like a very like a mysterious introduction as well as a great story. So let's just welcome her and hear more about her career journey. How did she find her area of interest and managing to lead that? Hey, hi, Michelle. Very happy to have you on the show and really appreciate all your time and consideration being on the show. Thank you. Thanks for having me. This is exciting. Yeah, thank you so much. I really appreciate your time. Our first section is about the passion and interest. So how did you find your interest in this particular field, which is writing and what motivates you every day to be in this field? Yeah, um, that's a good question. I, I think that um, I always kind of had a creative bent. Um, I used to love reading the, all the Louisa May Alcott books. So the little women, you know, little men, Joe's boys, and I read those over and over again. And I would always try to sort of write my own interpretation of those. I think you could call it fan fiction now <laughs> without really knowing that that's what it was. So I used to try to do that. I never thought that I did that great of a job. So I would, you know, just try to illustrate them instead. And um but yeah, I think that there was something that there was this creativity in me that was always trying to come out in some way. So it was either, you know, gardening or decorating or, you know, creating these elaborate, you know, cards and things that I would send to people. And um, it wasn't really until later in life that I decided to maybe try this writing thing out. Mm -hmm. um, in college, I was sort of waffling between wanting to be a writer and wanting to be a doctor. And I thought that being a doctor would actually be easier, believe it or not. Um, and it kind of is a little bit true because, you know, with writing, you're always kind of, you know, you're always having to prove yourself and you're, you've never, you never really completely arrive the way you do with some other profession. Uh-huh. So with a doctor, okay, you get a you get a degree and you begin practicing with writing. You're always writing and you're always trying to sell yourself. You're always trying to get yourself out there. Mm -hmm. um, but I took the what I thought was the safe path in college. So I started, you know, in medicine, and then I took a, a random uh, Victorian lit class, and I <laughs> I realized that this is really where my passion was, and so I switched majors and. Um, then I ended up doing a little bit of writing in a, in a job that I had after college, but then I got married, I had kids and, you know, all that kind of went into the background. And then really about maybe six years ago, I had a little bit of chunk of time sort of um, 
open up for me. And I decided, you know, this is your time. This is, this is the, the time to really see if, the, if, if this is what you can do. So I started writing and it was really just a personal challenge at the time to see if I could actually sit in a chair long enough to produce a book. It wasn't to get published. It wasn't um, to, to do any of that, really. It was a, just a, a personal challenge. And so I did write a book and that, that actually went nowhere. It never got published. Um, uh-huh. And then I started over with the series, the, the Henrietta Inspector Howard series, which is the mystery romance series that I write. Uh-huh. And it went from there. And, you know, I think what motivates me is really going all the way back to that, to that creativity piece. Um, it's just um, that really fuels me and it really motivates me to sort of be able to create this imaginary world uh-huh. and to have peop- other people be able to, to step inside of that and sort of move around in that world you've created. So that, that's, that's huge for me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's great, actually. And uh, it's a very uh, valid point for the people out there, like who are looking at their career as a writer, actually, creativity is the core part of it, I guess, because um, there are a lot of writers, but being a successful, definitely, you have to have that unique uh, creativity in you. So thank you so much for sharing. Moving towards our next section is about questions from the audience, where I have shortlisted a couple of questions for you. So the first question that we have is, how long does it take you to write a book? What is your work schedule <laughs> like when you are writing? Well, it kind of depends. I mean, it, it uh, you know, I've written five books in the series and they all have taken a different amount of time to write. Um, so the first uh, book in the series, A Girl Like You, it, that took, I would say, maybe four to six months to write. Uh-huh. And then, you know, another several months to edit, you know, before I turned it over to a professional editor. Mm-hmm. Um, book two it took me 68 days to write the first draft. Um, but then book four of the series took me over a year to write the first draft. And I think it was just because... I was trying to write another book at the same time. So there's two years um, where I actually wrote two books in one year and, and kudos to people who can write more than that. There are some that do. (laughs) For me, that was really pushing it. Um, But a lot of it also has to do with um, just having to spend so much time marketing and promoting. So that sort of kind of sometimes takes away from the writing time, so. Oh, okay. That's like a huge amount of efforts, actually. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and definitely when it comes to the creative field, I guess uh, time is not the limit. Um, you cannot bound the creativity within the time sometimes. So <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that right. is totally understood. Moving towards our next question is, uh, where do you get your information or ideas for your books? That's a great question. Um so when I was just got out of college, I, well, first I worked in a graphics arts sort of company, and then I moved into a nursing home. Uh-huh. Um, so at first I was the admissions director, and then I eventually uh, moved into social service because my affinity was really more for the people there. 
I so enjoyed spending time with them and listening to their stories. And, you know, as the admissions director, I was really supposed to be answering the phone and selling beds and um, going to hospitals and looking for people to, you know, fill the beds. And that was just really not me. I just really was fascinated with these people. And so, um, as the social service person, I was supposed to interview them when they came in and I was supposed to write a teeny tiny paragraph <laughs> about their life and stick that in the chart. And I would spend like a week to two weeks with these people and I would hear all of their stories, you know, that their family by now is so sick of hearing, but for me, it was like fresh stories. So I would write pages and pages and pages and pages of their story and you know, nobody told me not to. So I would stick that into the chart and the staff really loved it. And I feel like the people really loved having me spend so much time with them. And so now I have a lot of stories. And so I take the very, very best ones mm -hmm. and use those for novels. So Henrietta, who's the main character of my series, she's based on a woman that I met who had this amazing life in Chicago in the 30s and 40s. And so a lot of what happens in book one of the series really did happen to this woman. So, I mean, of course I had to make up a lot of stuff and blah, 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 but um, she's the basis of, of that character. And then all of the other stories, I, I mean, like I said, I save some of them for, you know, subsequent novels, but um, I have a weekly blog where I sort of put all of those stories out there on a weekly basis and um, people really seem to love them. I mean, I have people who are fans of the blog that don't read my novel <laughs> and vice versa, but I think that's kind of neat really that, that the, the blog, these stories has its own little following. So mm -hmm. anyway, yeah, that's where I get my ideas. Yeah, I will definitely make sure that I'll post the link to the blogs as well so that Dang. people will get to know more about it. Also, I have one more question, like interesting thing that you have mentioned that, you know, um, the character or the person uh, uh, like, you know, in your story, it was inspired by the actual person. So uh, is it like a, most of the times happens to the writers actually uh, that people or the characters they meet in real uh, is kind of an inspiration for the writing? Yeah, I think so. I mean, I, I specifically took this woman, a lot of her characteristics and a lot of things that happened to her. But I think as a writer, you're always using people that you may have known in your life or, you know, certain experiences that you have had, and you sort of weave those into the, the, the characters, especially in a series like mine, because it's, you know, there's so many characters now and there's so many plot lines running that, you know, you need to populate this thing with a lot of people. And so, of course, I'm always relying on people um, that I've met or imagined. Um, and it's interesting, even some of the bad characters are based on people I know. And I'm always afraid that they're going to spot themselves in the book and they never do. <laughs> so yeah. that's great yeah i've been able to get away with it yeah so thank you so much for sharing and this is really very interesting conversation to have somebody yeah. on the writing space um so we are moving towards the next segment which is kind of a fun segment 
And here, what I'm going to do is I'm going to give you three keywords, which are moreover associated with your profile. And you have to tell me immediately what comes to your mind. It can be kind of a replacement keyword or it can be kind of a short definition. Like how okay. you see that word. So are you ready? Okay. <laughs> yes. Yeah. The first word is writing. Um, writing. Wow. The first thing that comes to my mind, it's probably not the word I should use, but hard is it's hard to write. It's hard to be a writer. Oh, that's true, actually, because yeah. it takes a lot of efforts, as you mentioned also, right? Iterations that you did on the editing part or, you know, uh, right. to the final stage where you can see that, okay, this is now kind of ready to go out kind of. So definitely it has a lot of uh, hard work behind it. And uh, next word we have is marketing. Well, I guess I can't say hard there, but um, I guess um, what I, the, the thing that comes to mind would be persistence because that is something that, um, I mean, you have to do it day in and day out. So it, it's the same with writing. I mean, I spend, I spend an hour, the first hour of every morning writing whatever manuscript I'm on. And then I spend about six to eight hours on marketing. And I have to do that every day, I think, in order to be successful. And hopefully that's something that translates into to your listeners um, mm -hmm. is is that sort of discipline. It's, it's like working out, you know, or dieting. No one hops out of bed in the morning and says, wow, I can't wait to work out. <laughs> but if you have to make yourself do it. And I think the more that you do do it and the more disciplined you become, I think the more successful that you are. Yeah. So how do you see actually, uh, like uh, the question that I have about this marketing thing, a lot of people say that, you know, um, title, book name actually catches people eye very easily. That is kind of a first starting point for getting the attraction towards your book. So how do you see that actually until you get to the point where people are appreciating your content, reading your book? Um, how do you see the title or the name of the book counts towards the marketing or the publishing of your book? Yeah, that's a good question. You know, I would think I would say that what's even more I mean, title is important for sure. Mm -hmm. And a couple of the titles that I came up with for my books in the series of publisher, <laughs> when she heard them, she said, <laughs> no way that this title will never work. And so, you know, I was a bit taken aback, especially as a new writer. I thought it was great, but she's like, no, this is terrible. Um, and then after a few books, I kind of got the hang of it. But I think what's even more uh, important than title is cover. So they say a co the cover sells the book. And I think that that's um, definitely true. You need a good cover. And then I would also say that... Um, the blurbs that you get, especially from the trade reviews like Kirkus or Publishers Weekly or those types of institutions, I think that that also um, contributes or might contribute to selling the book. Oh, okay, that's good to know. And uh, we have the third word, which is creative thinking. You're talking a lot more and it seems like you are a creative person. Like, <laughs> So what comes to your mind when it comes to creative thinking? Oh, wow. You know, I'm going to go out on a limb and I'm going to say divine, really, because 
I think that um, when you are creating in whatever sphere that is, I mean, you're sort of tapping into that sort of something beyond yourself. Mm -hmm. And I think that that's why it's so powerful and so addictive is that, you know, once you experience that, you, you know, you want to keep doing it. I mean, there has to be something to it because otherwise who would do this for eight hours a day? (laughs) There has to be some sort of huge payoff. And I think that that's, I think that that's it. Yeah, yeah. Thank you so much. And it was uh, very impromptu as well, because you did not take time actually to think. So definitely shows your passion towards writing. Uh, Moving towards our next section is about, you know, exploring your career work and volunteering. So we have actually there is too many things to ask about the writing aspect. But uh, just because of the time limit, we are keeping only one question under this segment. So the question is, how do you see your educational background, uh, bachelor's in literature, English, helping you to be a successful writer, which is quite aligned, right? And you mentioned also that you changed your major to be a writer. So how do you see your educational background being aligned to your passion and being a successful writer? Um, that's, a, that's a good one. Um, yeah, I mean, obviously it, it has been very helpful. Um, but notice that even though I, I was interested in writing, um, I didn't have the courage to get a creative writing degree. I kind of, you know, took a parallel degree, which was um, English literature, um, because I mean, to be fair, I don't think that I was interested in necessarily being a writer, writer, writer then, and I was very enamored with books. And either way, um, it, very much prepared me because I had such strict professors and I'm so thankful now. So I learned to write a perfect essay and I had a professor who was so strict that you could only have one punctuation mistake per paper. So even if it was a 20 page paper, you only could have one mistake. And as soon as you had two mistakes, your, your letter grade went down a whole grade no matter how brilliant your essay was. So if you had two commas out of place, it was an automatic B. So having that sort of, you know, rigorous sort of background in, in just writing even an essay has been really helpful when it comes to writing and structuring a book um, and being able to just write sentence after sentence after sentence. So I think that has definitely uh, played a part, but also was it, I don't know if it's Stephen King or some famous writer, I should know this, um, said that in order to write one word, you have to read 10,000 words. Mm-hmm. So I think that that is very, very true. I think the more you read, especially the classics, the more informed you are as a writer. And I think that has you know helped me a, a thousand percent. Okay, that's great to know, actually, because I always think that, you know, sometimes that if you read too much also, it influences your creative thinking or the writing. Do you see it that way or you see uh, reading is completely an advantage being a writer? Well, I, I think that's true. I think that when you are in the middle of writing a book, you should probably not read <laughs> because I think that it can, especially if you are kind of a new writer, I think that it can really affect your voice uh-huh. and um, your writing starts to sound like the person that you're reading. Uh-huh. So I would say, yeah, not not while you're actively you know, writing the first draft. I, I, even I try to stay away from reading fiction during those times. 
Thank you for sharing. And the next section is about uh, giving the tips and advice uh, to the students or the professionals. Uh, so you can support your answer with the books and courses also here. So any tips or advice would you like to give to the students or the professionals who are looking to get into this particular field and grow in it or looking this field as their long-term career option? Well, um, I, I guess I would say if you're wanting to be a writer that um, you should, um, I guess you should ask yourself why you want to be a writer. Um, is it just, is it because you really want this to be a career or is it uh, just an item on your bucket list where, you know, you just want to say that I wrote a book and, you know, move on to, to, to whatever, because I think when you really kind of figure that out, that the two paths forward are going to be very different. And it, and the sooner you realize that, uh, the less money that you'll waste and the less, you know, heartache and the less time. So it kind of, kind of similar to that is that if you're going for this sort of career, I want to be a career writer, then you have to be able to see yourself as a small business right from the beginning. Um, you have to realize that your book is not your baby or your child, which a lot of writers like to, to think of their work that way. And I can understand that, but you, my publisher very early on tried to coach us and say, it's not your child, it's a product and you are a small business. And the faster that you understand that, the, I think the, the better off you'll be when you start thinking about branding yourself and, um, just working on your social media platforms, you know, unfortunately you, you, you need a platform and that's really hard when you're just starting out and you, you know, you don't know how to do that. So, you know, you, you start small and start, you know, on as many platforms as you can handle at one time and then, you know, gradually work up. So you have to realize if you want to go into writing that it's definitely a labor of love. It's not a get rich quick scheme. <laughs> by any stretch yeah. um, and that it's really a marathon. It's not a sprint. I mean, you have to be in this for the long haul. Mm. Okay. Yeah. This is a really, really great advice for the people out there <laughs> who are looking to pursue their career in this particular field. Yeah. And uh, this was really a very great chat and really appreciate that you are a guest on this show. Thank we you. are moving towards the closure now. Uh, which is more over like a leadership, the way you are leading your area of interest. So would you like to describe your leadership style? How is it? Well, since I have no staff, <laughs> uh, I, I'm leading none. I'm leading myself. No, um, I don't know. I mean, I guess my leadership style, it would be, you know, um, to be very disciplined. I think I do have very high um, expectations and high standards, which is why it's been hard for me to sort of delegate some of that, um, the smaller tasks to an assistant. Mm -hmm. But I think that that's kind of the next, um, the next sort of plateau for me is that I need to start getting to that point where it's not just a one man shop anymore. It's, you know, kind of expanding out. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, if uh, I try to do this, you know, with, with my kids that um, nobody, 
people respond, I think, better to praise than they do criticism. So I think it's always really important to try to find that one thing that people are doing well and to encourage them in that. And um, I think you, you get a lot more out of people if you sort of approach it in that way. Yeah, yeah. It seems like you are going, you are an amazing parent as well, actually. So <laughs> thank you so much. about that. <laughs> thank you so much for sharing your uh, experiences and the career journey with the writing and really appreciate all your time and consideration being on the show. It was really very uh, insightful episode for Solid Saturday. So thank you so much. Thank you for having me. This was great. Um, I really, really appreciate it. Thank you. Yeah, thank you so much. Bye-bye. All right. So that is all about Michelle and her journey towards writing. Before we close this episode, I'm going to have a closure quote from Octavia Butler. And the quote says, you don't start out writing good stuff. You start out writing crap and thinking it's good stuff. And then gradually you get better at it. So people who are think that they want to write actually this is the time you should just start writing without thinking whether it is going to be a popular write or whether it is going to be you know best seller or not so on that quote we are closing today's episodes see you guys in the next episode until we meet happy leading let's live together stay safe bye for now